Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping set you up to thrive. Today's episode is one that I am so excited for. I am days away from my 40th birthday, which again, really excited about, really excited about being, you know, having the blessing of aging, getting older, hotter, wiser, weirder, all that good stuff. And so when I was kind of brainstorming what I wanted to talk about for this podcast and if I'm being honest, next week podcast, because I know that this is not all going to fit into one episode, I was thinking like, okay, what have I learned? What have I learned in the last 20 years that I wish I knew 20 years ago? (laughs) And so that's exactly what we are going to talk about, about bias that I wish I knew 20 years ago. But before we get into it, I want to set the stage a little bit and throw in the caveat that I've said here before and I will probably say here a hundred more times and that is I am not saying any of this from a place of listen to me I am the expert I have it all figured out and so I want to tell you all my secrets that is not the case whatsoever what I am sharing today is coming from a place of I fucked up a lot in my life I was a person that I was not proud of being for a lot of those, you know, 20 years of adulthood. I learned a lot of lessons the hard way. And unfortunately, because I was a bit of a blockhead and I was the ultimate queen of self-sabotaging, I learned these lessons over and over and over until they finally stuck and I decided that I needed to make some changes. And so what I am saying here, again, is not coming from a place of, I'm on my high horse, I have it all figured out. What I am saying is, I spent so much time down in the gutter, (laughs) I spent so much time in the dumpster that was basically on fire, and I rolled around in my bullshit for so many years. And because of all that, I have a lot of learn lessons, right? I, I gained a lot of life experiences through my bullshit. And so instead of letting my bullshit be something that defines me and something that holds me back and something that keeps me stuck in my excuses, I was able to get to a place where I allowed it to be a springboard and be a remembrance of what I no longer wish to do and who I no longer wish to be. And so all that to say, I'm in it with you. I'm always in it with you. I pray this resonates with you. But more importantly, I pray that this is just a reminder because you already know it. And I'm willing to bet that that's the case. The first thing is what I think is probably the most important one of them all. And this is certainly one that keeps on coming back in my life. It is something I am reminding myself of constantly. And that is knowing that we always have to take responsibility for our role in our suffering. 
And I think this is more important now than ever because we're in a place where a lot of us are focused on our healing, which is amazing. But in that focus, we're also looking at the situations and the people who have harmed us, which needs to happen, right? That absolutely needs to happen. But unfortunately, we've taken situations and we've labeled them as trauma, not to say that they aren't because many of them are, but we've labeled them as that and we've taken these things and we've made them a part of who we are and what our identity is. And I don't say this dismissively. I say this as somebody who has been through some shit and who have seen some shit, right? But there came a place in my life where I had to recognize that the excuses I was making for my current situation were things that had happened to me years ago. And at that point, I was the one taking those situations, those traumas, and I was packing them with me and shoving them into my pockets and into my purse and carrying them with me every single day. And we cannot do that shit anymore. You know, I made a TikTok kind of dismissively a few months ago saying that one of the worst things that we can say is this is just the way I am. And obviously, there's a positive to that, right? If we are framing that around something that helps us, this is just the way I am. I work out five days a week. This is just the way I am. I take care of my body. This is just the way I am. I have very strong boundaries that allow me to stay in my self-worth and keep my self-esteem high and stay in kind relationships with those I love, right? Like that can work in our favor. What I was meaning when I said that was on the other side, where we may basically excuses for ourselves. Well, this is just the way I am. I can't let anybody in and I can't trust anybody because this happened to me. And this is just the way I am. I don't know how to deal with my problems because this happened to me. This is just the way I am. Fill in your bullshit here. We can't do that, especially as adults. I've said this quote. I've alluded to it already in this podcast. I love it. It's from Sadhguru. And he basically said, you know, we're all in gardens and we all are coming from some level of bullshit, right? We can use that bullshit as a fertilizer and we can grow something beautiful or we can roll around in it and we can allow ourselves to smell like shit and bring that shit, cover that shit in every other area of our life, right? And so that is what I am trying to get to here and that is, again, a lesson that I am learning over and over again Whenever I'm having a bad day, whenever I find myself feeling anxiety, whenever I'm feeling a little bit depressed, I want to be in the habit of asking myself, what is my role in my suffering right now? Because doing that allows me to see two things, which is actually another kind of lesson that I wrote down. It allows me to see what I can change, what I have can have control over, the way I can show up for myself differently to feel better or to do better tomorrow. And it also allows me to see what is not my problem at all. That was the other kind of aside that I had written down is there are our problems and there are God's problems. And really neither one of them are worth worrying about because if there are problems, we have the ability to fix them, to do something differently and to do something better. And if they are God's problems, we cannot change them. There's nothing we can do about them, but still we can say, okay, how can I help this situation? How can I show up for myself in a way that will lessen the burden of something that I am going through that I do not have full control over? 
And so that's lesson number one. Take responsibility for your role in your suffering, which is such a hard pill to swallow. But oh my God, once you swallow it, the freedom you are giving yourself, the ownership you are taking, the ability, like you are putting yourself on a springboard that will allow you to change and show up in your life so much differently when you recognize that in almost every situation, even if when you can't control it, you can control how you react to it. And taking ownership of that makes absolutely everything better. We are going to do a 180 on this next one. And this is one that I've really learned, to be honest with you, over the last two years. It started when I was writing my book. And there was so much that I was writing that I was self-censoring and that I was holding back and that I wasn't sure I wanted to say or I knew what I wanted to say and I knew exactly how I wanted to say it, but I was so nervous as to how it would be received. And when it comes to recording videos, you know, making TikToks and Reels and doing this podcast, I am still constantly dealing with feelings of imposter syndrome and feelings of worry over what others may be thinking, over how you may be perceiving me, over how I may be being made fun of for something. Um, Kind of a funny story. I was out at a social event. This was months ago. And this woman came up to me and basically congratulated me on writing my book. And and she said that she loved it and, you know, really, really kind. And then later on in the night after some alcohol (laughs) was consumed, the same woman came back up to me and we were in a group of people and we were talking and she kept bringing up my videos. She kept bringing up what I was posting and how do I deal with the embarrassment knowing that people are making fun of it. And I was like, I was sober. I wasn't drinking that night, Um, which I'm glad because I had this conversation and I certainly would have received it differently if I was drinking. But anyway, that's a different subject. Um, But I basically was like, I'm sorry, what? Which I think is a great lifestyle when somebody says something that you are not sure how they intend it. Instead of running off with a story in your head, ask them, "I'm, I'm sorry, what are you saying here? I'm not sure what you are meaning or what you are implying. Could you expand upon this? And she did. And she can continued to basically put her foot in her mouth and let me know that either herself or her friend group were making fun of how I was showing up on social media. And to be honest, it, it really hurt my feelings, right? I, here I am. I was what, 38. I was, yeah, I was this year. I was 39 at the time. And I'm like, oh my God, like this, this sucks. And it made me question myself. It made me just really nervous and really self-conscious And then it kind of dawned on me, you know, fuck that, right? Just really fuck that. That's that's not my embarrassment. That's her embarrassment because she is not willing to put herself out there in that way. Like that's secondhand embarrassment that she's feeling. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. And so lesson number three, which is so important, is let yourself be exactly who you want to be. Go all in on you. Honor yourself fully. Like be cringe. Be absolutely fucking cringe. You're speaking of TikTok. There was another TikTok that said basically, don't kill the part of you that's cringe. Kill the part of you that cringes. And that's what I'm constantly trying to remember. 
and remind myself of, even at 40 years old. But holy shit, did I wish I knew it at 20? Do I try to show my daughter that now and my sons? Like you need to be who you want to be. So long as if you are not hurting somebody else by your actions, your behaviors, and your words, be who you are. Because that is the kindest thing you can do for yourself and everybody else in your circle because you are showing them that that is possible, right? And so that's, again, something I'm constantly working through because believe me, you should see my drafts. There are so many videos I have not posted because I'm thinking, oh, what would they think? What would they think? So I'm constantly reminding myself, go all in. Be cringe. How somebody perceives me absolutely is within my control, right? If I'm a bitch, I can't say that they're perceiving me as bitchy because they're bitches too. No, no, no. That's on me. We always have a lot of say in how we are perceived. But there is going to be a part that has nothing to do with us. Both things can be true at the same time. And so it is my responsibility to myself to honor myself fully. And it is your responsibility to do the same, to show up in your integrity, in your authenticity, and in a way that makes you feel good and makes you feel proud. And if you are doing that, you're doing everything you can to control the level of perception of how people see you and how people respond to you. And you have to let everything else go. Because lesson number four is be kind to yourself. Show up as you are. That is the kindest thing you can do for yourself. You have to make sure that when you lay down at night, when you close your eyes, when your head hits the pillow, you are proud of how you took care of yourself that day, of how you showed up in your life that day, of the words you said that day and the energy that those words created. Taking responsibility of that and not Worrying about other people's perception after you have done all of the above, it is the most freeing thing you can do. And again, I am very much a work in progress here, so I I invite you to join me. (laughs) We can work through it together. We can hold each other accountable in showing up as our authentic selves and speaking our truths in a way that is kind and that is loving and that is caring. And speaking of that... We'll get back to the be kind to yourself part, but uh, an aside that I think is really important, especially right now in this kind of space that we are all in, navigating our current timelines together, a little aside and something I knew, I wish I knew so much earlier is that sarcasm is for losers. And I'm saying that with my full chest. Let me be clear. Because that's the point I'm trying to make. If you would not say something and want that thing taken at face value, taken for exactly as those words came out, taken for the intention behind those words, don't fucking say it. It's rude. Sarcasm is cheap. Sarcasm is a low-level form of communication, right? The truth The truth is prime. The truth is five-star dining. The truth is you're getting the check and the number on that check is large, right? That is a large check. That is not a bill that you are going to be sharing with people who go, well, I had this and I had this. No, no, no. That's a bill that you share with people who go, okay, what do I owe? You know, and you divide it evenly. It is that kind of check. That is kind speaking, truthful speaking is the top of the food chain. Sarcasm is McDonald's. 
It is a, a McFlurry, right? It is low-level communication. You are sarcastic when you want to say something that is biting, but you don't want to be that rude. Like, what's you can see what's wrong with that picture, right? I used to be an incredibly sarcastic person, but you know what I really was? I was an incredibly insecure person. I was a person who was jealous. I was a person who let other people's light threaten mine, even though I know now that it has absolutely nothing to do with mine. I want to be around the brightest people in the room, right? I want to let their shine wash all over me because that is just an incredible way to live my life, not be threatened by it, but to understand that there's room for all of us. When I was sarcastic, I didn't believe that. When I was sarcastic, I thought that everybody was judging me. And the reason that I thought that was because I was judging myself so harshly. And when you are judging yourself so harshly, you're by default also judging others. And so I don't want to spend a ton of time here. I want to keep this episode short. But I want you to kind of consider that. Because when I first came across basically Brene Brown's definition of sarcasm, I was like, wait, what? Oh, my God. And I had no idea. I truly had no idea what I was doing. But once I saw it, once I recognized sarcasm for what it was, I was like, holy shit, I can't go back to that. I can't communicate like that. And so I asked myself, when I want to be sarcastic, when I want to be biting, if this person were to take what I was saying at face value, would it hurt them? And if it would hurt them, then I don't want to say it. And if I'm saying something I want them to know, but I'm scared to say it directly, That's not kind. That's not kind speech. That's cheap speech. It is better off for both of us to just have the conversation instead of flirting around it and trying to make like a little joke. Not cute. Not fun. Anyway, spent a lot of time with that one. Let's get back to being kind. Be kind to yourself. (laughs) Holy shit. Did I wish I knew that earlier? Like the relationship you have with yourself will dictate the relationship you have with literally every other person in your life. And that's how sarcasm relates. If we're being biting with other people, we're going to be biting with ourselves and that doesn't feel good. We want the voices in our head that we give power to. I did an episode on this a few weeks back, maybe in a few months back at this point, but the voices that we give power to, because we're always going to have those dickhead voices. We're always going to have voices that make us feel less than. Our responsibility isn't to try to dampen out those voices because we don't have control over our thoughts. It's to remind ourselves of exactly that, that we do not have control over our thoughts, but we do have control over what we give thoughts, uh, what, what thoughts we give our power to. And so reminding yourself of that, Being kind to yourself, reminding yourself that you are the person you spend the most time with, that the love you show and give to yourself is a love that will spill over into every other area of your life. Gosh, that's a lesson I wish I knew earlier. It's a lesson I constantly try to remind myself. And so I'm saying it here to remind you, be nice to you. Because at the end of the day, you're all you got. The advice we are going to wrap this episode up with, the bow we are going to put on this little gift (laughs) is the reminder that consistency is the shortcut. Holy shit, did I spend so many years chasing quick results, chasing losing five pounds by Friday, chasing looking good in my swimsuit by 
May, right? Well, it's May right now, but chasing, looking good in a swimsuit by a pool party that's happening in three days. Chasing something that was so close in front of me, forgetting that trying to always go for quick meant that I was not listening to my body and most certainly not respecting my body. And guess what? The body that we currently have, it's the only one we got. And so it's our responsibility to treat it as such. We cannot get a new one of these. There's no do-over. How we interact with our body dictates how we feel tomorrow and for the rest of our lives. And that's something that I'm thinking about more and more as I age. I will be the first to admit I absolutely have physical goals. I want to look a certain way in my clothes and in my swimsuit and naked, right? I want to look in the mirror and I want to like what I see. There's nothing wrong with that. Ever, forever and ever, amen. But now, as I'm getting older and I look at my parents and the quality of life that they are able to have because they have taken decent care of their physical beings, that's that's what I want and that's what I'm going for. Because I look at other people in my life and I see them aging well beyond their years when they don't have to be. The reason that they are in bodies that are aged well beyond their chronological chronological age is because they have not taken care of themselves. And it is the most heartbreaking to see. It is such a burden for them, but it's also spilling over onto the people that they love. And I know they don't want that. And it fucking sucks, right? It, it absolutely fucking sucks. And so I don't have a time machine. But holy shit, if I did, I would go back to 20-year-old Heather and I would shake the hell out of her and I would say, stop fucking starving yourself. Stop trying to do hours and hours of cardio. Stop trying to constantly lose weight and constantly lose weight and chase something that doesn't matter. And just be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. Show up in a way for yourself that makes you proud. Show up for yourself in a way that you want the people and you love in in your life that you love to show up for themselves. Like again, treat yourself like somebody you love, knowing that your only responsibility is to just take care of yourself, to take care of yourself consistently. So whatever you are trying to do, wherever you want to be, whatever goal you have, That goal is well within your reach if you are willing to show up and work for it. And that applies absolutely with physical goals, but it applies with everything, right? Just sitting down and doing the work on a consistent basis, even if sometimes that work is absolutely minimal, minuscule, barely anything, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you showed up for yourself. It's the fact that you are greasing the groove and keeping that habit that matters. And so remind yourself when you want something and you want it to be instantaneous, you can step into that energy right now. As soon as you start, you are. We believe that with every fiber of our being, you can change your identity in an instant, but you need to also embody and live in the actions that make that identity who you are and do so consistently. All right. I'm going to shut up right now. (laughs) There are even more next week. I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that you understand them all. I hope that you are further on in this than I am, right? Because like I said, these are all things that I am working on embodying very much still to this day. These are, this was a selfish episode for me to remind myself who I am, how I want to show up in my life and how I no longer wish to show up in my life. And so I'm in it with you. 
I hope you're further along than me. If you're not, I hope this helped. I would love to hear your advice for you. I'm going to, I have more for next week. So please share with me. I think these lessons that we've picked up along the years are so incredibly powerful for our own journeys, but also because we can help each other, right? You can let your mistakes become lessons for your friends and your family and the people you love so they don't need to make the same mistakes. (laughs) What a beautiful gift. So again, I hope this resonated. If it did, I would be honored if you would rate and review this podcast. It would be the most amazing birthday gift to me. So little, little shameless plug there. And I hope you will tune in next week. Have the most delicious day. I'll see you later. 